Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We are back, continuing on through the DC graveyard. My goodness, Mason, is it good to be back? No. Is it good to visit another movie where... No, but continue. ...where the protagonist dies, sort of, at some point, and then comes back with supernatural abilities? Somewhere in there, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Maybe not in the movie, though, but there's that... Yeah. We'll get to it. There's just... You can't you can't replace storytelling with a little animated montage. It's not even a very good animated mm. montage. No shade to the people who like made that, but it looks like a flash Newgrounds animation. <laughs> right? I guess that is shade. When I said no shade, I actually meant I hate this. Is that why Strong Bad's in it? <laughs> Love Strong Bad. Bring him back. I agree. Anyways, leave a like if you could, because yes, we are working our way through some of the DC properties. It didn't quite land either financially or commercially this week. Of course, we are talking about two thousand and. Something. Sure, maybe. Jonathan Hexagon. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so it's interesting. A Western action adventure. Well, so yeah. Mystical and magical. And if you didn't know going into this. But like, not in an offensive way. No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. Uh, like going into this, right. I mean, you, offensive to my senses. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like from the start of this, if you didn't know, you'd be like, this is something, I guess, because it's like from Warner Brothers mm. and Legendary Pictures yeah. and DC. That, that's like the Dark Knight crew. Mm, yeah. But then it's like Weed Road. Yeah, right? Which is, That's great. What's that? Great question. Are <laughs> oh, you going to look it up now? Yeah, I, was go- I, I wasn't going to, but now that I say it out loud, I need to know what that is. It might be a Kiva Goldsman's production company. It absolutely is a Kiva Goldsman's production company. So there you go. Wow. So they are doing things. They're doing big, cool things. Mm. Yeah. So anyways, so this movie, right, it comes in at an hour and 21 minutes. And it feels like, you know, say like a Lord of the Rings when it's like, do you want to see more of this? Do you want to flesh out the characters? Do you want some added depth to this world? This feels like it was a long movie and then they just took a bunch of relevant stuff out of it that maybe like added to the pacing and maybe some character interactions and maybe even some... I don't know, maybe somebody said some cool lines. Maybe some notable deaths or resurrections <laughs> happened off screen. I felt the opposite. I felt like they didn't film enough oh, okay. to make a full movie well, like, like on the days, and then they were just like, can we just add some narration that explains what we forgot to film? <laughs> but either way, whichever direction you're yeah. coming from, yeah, it feels like a not-finished film. Well, Josh Brolin, he said initially he hated the script. But later Good instincts. Ch- I think Josh so. Josh Brolin. <laughs> but later changed his mind, growing to like its tongue-in-cheek tone. 
Uh, Josh Brolin. Wait, is that a tongue in cheek? Is that a? It might very much be. That's a reference, isn't it? I think so. Uh, Josh, oh, tongue through cheek. <laughs> I like its tongue through cheek message. Uh, Follow up piece of uh, information. Josh Brolin later admitted that the film became unsalvageable due to its troubled production, but insisted that everyone involved, cast and crew, had sincerely wanted to make a good movie. I don't think that's like ever not the case though sure. right? has anyone ever just like we all hate this right we're on the same yeah, page we wanted to make something bad right <laughs> it, 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 I'm, maybe there's a rare the producers style production where they wanted it to lose money but I don't think this was it No, I don't think they not. were like we, we gotta ride the coattails of this superhero phenomenon let's make a bad movie that makes everybody lose money and also and, faith. and if you didn't know is this a superhero anything Great question. The answer's no. Yeah. Hey, Mason, mm-hmm. what's Jonah Hex normally? What's he about? You're a comic book person. Uh, he's a, he's an old West gunslinger. Yep. He, he broke the rules in, a in a, I believe, in a duel with a with a Native American chieftain. Wow. And then they scarred his face. Right. Uh, and then he was just a... And then did he re-scar his face like no, he does in this movie? No, no, that's... Just the one scar. Just the one scarring, yeah. So the, the chieftain, the chieftain uh, in the comics, were they also played by John Malkovich? No, no, they weren't played by anybody. They were played by a p- pencil and ink. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Pencil and Ink, my a, favourite characters. A famous comedy duo from the 50s. <laughs> Very racist. Uh, but they've retconned it in this. Yeah. Uh, in this he gets he gets two scourings. He yep. gets he gets one by the evil Quentin Turnbull. Let's call him John Malkovich. Oscar nominee John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, really hamming it up. Mm. And uh, and then he's like uh, and he, and he, he <laughs> He, he gets uh, he gets branded by a QT. Yeah. A QT brand. It's a bit of a QT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was. Valentine's Day message gone wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then he then he heats up a tomahawk, I think, and then he re-scars his face to get rid of the brand. And it's, that results in the classic it's much, uh, Jonah Hex look. But traditionally, jo- Jonah Hex, despite occasionally having maybe a, a, a time travel adventure or something, he's not traditionally like a mystical guy. He's just no. a good gunslinger. So... For example, if he was to, like, in the comics, touch a dead body and then it would come back to life and they'd wrestle mm-hmm. and they'd tussle. Yeah. If that happened in the comics, would you be like, I don't think that's a thing he's ever done before. I would say I don't <laughs> think that's a thing he's ever done before or since, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess they wanted to give it that kind of mystical <laughs> element, I guess. Mm. Uh, so, John Malkovich, you mentioned. Uh, are you saying that uh, CGI uh, Gatling guns on a horse isn't enough? Well, not uh, enough of a gimmick. Well, look, well, let's get it, let's get it out of the way up top. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a cool thing I saw. I've got a couple of cool things that I saw in this. You think? Are you are you saying cool sincerely? It's cool enough. Okay, <laughs> all right. So CGI Gatling guns on the side of a horse. Yes, pretty cool. You think they wouldn't spook the horse? Yeah, because he's like, oh, my horse couldn't carry, you know, four dead bodies. Maybe because you strapped <laughs> two Gatling guns to it, mm-hmm. plus ammunition. So I was like, that's pretty cool. That's a that's a nifty little thing. I uh, just want to point out, we normally have Mason's minigun minute. This is not a minigun. They're, they're, they were created by John Gatling. That's right. I think. That's right. Sounds like a joke I would make. <laughs> no, I would say Chad Gatling. <laughs> Chad Gatling. Mm. And the second uh, cool thing I've, I've just written, there's a lot of explosions because John Malkovich. Oh, a fun side note, if, mm. I, if I just if I interrupt. Um, the Gatling gun, it was actually Richard Gatling, and Gatling invented the Gatling gun to end war. <laughs> Did you know that? He's like, it's mutually assured destruction. (laughs) If everybody has a Gatling gun, nobody will use a Gatling gun. There's too much Gatling going on. Or if I'm the only one with a Gatling gun, then I reckon I could probably end all the wars. I'll just take these on a horse to different, I don't know, Mm. castles? Where do I live? (laughs) Where do I live? I'm I'm, I'm Richard Gatling. Where do I live? How'd that go, Richard Gatling? (laughs) How'd that go, mate? Eh? You end all wars, did you? I'll bring you back from the dead. I'll slap you around a bit, Richard Gatling. You stupid man. Stupid, stupid man, Richard Gatling. 
Uh, but yeah, so John Malkovich is trying to destroy America. He's like, mm. I don't like how they're making America. I'm going to put an end to America. Uh, mm. I'm going to shoot a big dragon ball into America. He's got a magic dragon ball shooting machine that makes, mm. makes explosions. And it's interesting because Jonah Hex up top, he's like, I'm going to get my revenge mm. on John Malkovich because he killed my family. But then he's like, oh no, in the intro to this movie, John Malkovich died in a fire. Yeah. And then he's like, what do I do now? I'll just be a bounty hunter. Kill Michael Fassbender, the guy who lit your family on fire. Kill that guy. Yeah. You know? A lot of... Lot of uh, also, lot he's of, not lot dead. A lot of henchmen left. It's wild that they went... There are, there are two, I feel there are two very important plot points in this movie. We mentioned, was, was this a movie cut down or was this a movie that wasn't a movie to start with? Whichever way it was, it's fascinating. There are two major it's plot points. It's the wrong length, whatever yeah, it is. Th- there are two major plot points. One, the man that ordered the death of Jonah Hex's family. Yep. He he dies. You think he died. Yeah. Then he's alive again later. And two, Jonah Hex becomes so close to death that he gets the mystical ability to to commune with the dead Ooh. and speak to them. But both of those things are in this weird animated intro. Yeah. And it's like you you think maybe we'd maybe want to see how John Malkovich nearly you know seemingly died and yeah. then because then we'd be surprised when he comes back. Or do you think maybe we want to see a scene where? Jonah Hex realizes he can talk to the dead. Absolutely. That might be interesting, but didn't nah. have time to film it, I guess. I think the idea here was to make something not that interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems that way. Don't mm-hmm. you think? <laughs> it, they intentionally did this. Mm. I think John I I think <laughs> I think Josh Brolin is lying. Yeah, yeah. I think that they were trying to make a silly bad movie. A, a producer style. Do you think maybe uh maybe uh rather than the CGI Gatling guns yeah. uh, in the in the in the version we saw, do you think maybe in that initial scene he like whips the sheets off the side of his horse and he's just got like Two valets, just with rifles, just hanging off the side of the horse, like two hired dudes. Yeah. Just two hired servants who are like, we got him, boss. And it's, it's era appropriate, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's also strange because, like, they only kill Malkovich briefly because then he returns. What they could have said was, like, yeah, he was captured and then that bit where they robbed the train, he was on the train. And that's him escaped back in the world. That like yeah. we need you, Jonah Hex is back in the world. Exactly. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess they needed some time where Jonah Hex becomes a badass bounty hunter. Yeah. And and why wouldn't he just go and kill Malkovich? But yeah, you're right. He could have just been like, well, he's in prison, so that's yeah. good as good as dead. That's you know good what I mean? as dead. Mm. In this world where I, this real world that I live in, <laughs> this this movie though, it's it's really one of those, huh? They're they're, they're in this movie. It's like it's that kind of movie. Because yeah. here we go. Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Not much to do here. Uh, disappointing. Uh, wears a corset that, to me, is upsettingly tight. I agree. But, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's some behind-the-scenes stuff of being like, she was passing out all the time. I did read some trivia. Or they CGI'd that waist. Probably not, though. Maybe Expensive. a combination. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they CGI'd out the passing out. <laughs> yeah, you sure. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. John Malkovich, as mentioned. Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. Yeah, that's one of the Oscar nominees. There you go. Yeah. Wesley Bentley. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays John Malkovich's son, who Jonah Hex betrayed because he didn't want to... Burn fight. down a hospital. He didn't want to burn down a hospital. He didn't want to fight for the South. And so he touches him and brings him I don't know if life. he didn't want to fight for the South. Well, that's true. He didn't want to... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect.
Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. No, he didn't, like he didn't want to follow orders is what he and didn't he want didn't, to know. He, no, he, they specifically said, he was like, I don't want to do the slavery thing because I think also in the comics... Is that the exact quote? Yeah, something like that. I don't that. want to do this. I think... I think I think I don't want... I think... Uh, vibe check, guys. <laughs> I don't want to do the slavery thing anymore. Because I think in the comics he was a slave. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. They don't. Maybe they make that clear in the movies, but I don't know. Um, Wait, who else? Who, uh, Lance Reddick is in this? Oh, yeah, Lance Reddick is Playing in this. Playing pretty much the same role he plays in the John Wick movies, which is, uh, your gun, sir. Here's some things that you can use to kill some people with. And Thanks. I bid you adieu. And, yes, and good night. Um, I mean, in terms of movies, like, you know, often maybe I'll have a cutting insight. Maybe I'll mm. have a remark. Maybe I'll link two different things together and be oh, like, yes. "Ooh, notice this." I haven't done any of that. Oh, I was going to say, "Where's this going?" No, no. no this is just this. This is just something I've written here. Things I saw happen. Okay, um, great. There's a bit where Jonah Hex vomits a bird. He sure does. Yeah, he, yep. com- he, he comes close to death again, and, and, the, and the Native Americans are like, "Better do some of this magic." <laughs> Second thing, you're going to be vomiting some birds. Just, <laughs> just little heads up. It's a real bird. We put a real bird in you, by the way. It's not a magic bird. We mm. put a bird in you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bullet-eating bird. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that Wesley Bentley was betrayed by John Markovich. Who saw that coming? Everybody. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Uh, And the fight with Fassbender at the end, it's okay, except for the absolutely bloodless, I'm pushing a guy into a propeller. Just come on. Indiana Jones even did it better, you know what I mean? And that guy didn't even go into a propeller in the third movie. In the first movie, that guy went right into a propeller. (laughs) Big spray of blood. Big good fun times all around. There's a big final fight at the end of this, though, isn't there? Mm. And it's strange because this is one of the scenes that makes me think there was more to this movie than we've seen. I see. Because there's a real fight going on with John Malkovich, and at the same time, there's a strange mind kind of, like, hypothetical... Yeah. kind of... uh, Joan Hex is kind of hallucinating, fighting the same guy but in a big red ditch... Would you say it's a mind palace? Or maybe that's the afterlife. I don't know. Didn't we just have we just had Constantine where there's the real world and then the art the the, the the hell is overlaid on the real world? I think maybe it's the same thing. Why is Malkovich in both? Great question. I, I just I don't 
Maybe I know. we should email John Malkovich and ask him. I feel like either this was like one of them was the original ending, or I don't know. Yeah, th- th- that 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 weird nether realm sequence was also earlier in the movie. Yes, and I'm wondering if maybe it was just leftover footage. So do you think maybe earlier on they're like, you got to battle your demons, you got to yeah. exercise your maybe demons. Maybe that bit, maybe the bit where he beats up. Malkovich in the netherworld. Maybe that was early, they, it was originally said earlier in the movie. I would find that distracting. If I was having a fight with somebody, and in my mind I was fighting that same person on a different location yeah, yeah, with yeah. different footings, mm. and maybe in one of them I've got a big coffin in the middle of the ground that I don't want to trip over, and I'm like, oh, which realm am I in? Which realm has the coffin I could trip yeah. over? Which has the big cog I can wedge his neck in? <laughs> it's distracting, Mason. Mm. Anyways, he wins. He beats John Malkovich. Yeah, because he he um he increases the power of his punches by putting some booze on his hand and lighting it on fire. Oh uh, yeah, mm. that's fun, isn't it? It is fun. He doesn't and it mind works. doing that. That's right. And the president. And I'm going to show you later. <laughs> and the president says, Jonah Hex, uh, we need a sheriff of America, mm-hmm. which isn't a thing, I guess, because he said, no, I don't want to be the sheriff of, of America unless you ever need me to be the sheriff of America. In which case, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Give me money also. <laughs> Anyways, like, I know a lot of people, like, including you, they love this movie. I they're, don't. They're I like, thought, you, I said from the outset this is a bad movie and I didn't like it. You always say to me... It's and boring <laughs> and the CGI is bad and they, they were like, is he a gimmick guy or is he a magic guy? <laughs> like, pick one. Yeah, and you're always saying to or me... Or neither. Pick neither. <laughs> yeah. Just make him an interesting character, <laughs> which you didn't do. He's so ill-defined. He's like, I'm a, I'm a man of honour and principle and I'll do only do what's right, but also I only do stuff for money. That's and right. I care about you, but I don't care about anyone. This is also the... I only uh, care about my family. Who are dead. They're dead, though. Also, I feel like that prosthetic in real life mm-hmm. seems more painful wearing that on set than if you got actually burnt. Because he just looks like his mouth is, like, stretched <laughs> open at one side. Apparently, he couldn't eat anything when he had mm-hmm. it on. It's just not a not a good situation. You could stick a straw through it, though. You could stick a straw through it. Have a thick shake. Have a big, thick shake. Oh, my God. Anyway, you love this movie, and a lot of people always say... I love this movie. They email me all the time and they say, James, I, me and Nick Mason, we love this movie. But for me, I thought it was joyless and not compelling in in any way. And it's just kind of confusing that everybody thought this was anything, I guess. Anyways, it's time for Jonah Hexvia. That's Jonah Hex trivia. Okay, great. Uh, Megan Fox considers this to be her worst movie. Probably. Yep. That's probably true. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis Lawrence, who you might know as the director of Constantine, oh. among other things, uh, he was ushered in late uh, in production to do some reshoots. Oh. So they were trying to salvage this, which means it was shorter and then it was longer. Probably the Nether Realm don't, stuff. I don't, I don't know. They should yeah. have put the Nether. It was Realm like in. you know what you should put you should put you have your chef two layers of reality. Put two layers of reality. <laughs> work, worked gangbusters for me. I'll yeah. Tell you what? Just to be clear, my heart's not in this. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to do this, but I do want the money. Don't put my name on this. <laughs> His name isn't on it. You're absolutely right. I want my legacy to be Constantine, and that's it. <laughs> and I am Legend, and all of the Hunger Games movies. Oh. Anyways, uh, this also uh, released on the same day as Toy Story Three, so it was 2010. There we go. Not a lot. Of, not a lot of crossover there, but I mean, no. That does explain why it uh, didn't do well. I'm assuming. Well, here's the thing, right? This movie is probably for. 
stupid people. People. Maybe say people who who are our age, who are our age then. Okay, right. You know, whatever our age so is now. So 21 minus, these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But like... Youthful in, now. In 2010, mm-hmm. even though I was an, an adult, yes. I'm seeing Toy Story 3. I'm not seeing this. Mm. Obviously, I'm going to see Toy Story 3. Funnily enough, though, director Jimmy Haywood, who directed some of this, how much? I don't know. He's actually a former animator at Pixar, and he worked on the first two Toy Story films. You think this is a deliberate snub by Pixar? I don't know what this you is. Think that, you think maybe he left on bad terms from Pixar and they're like, <laughs> Let it, let's crush his movie. Everyone, let's do it. When's he releasing John Hurt? Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> but yeah, it was crushed. More like Dixar. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> More like Dixar. More like Dixar. So the box office of this, uh, it cost $47 million, but it only made... $11 million. That's less. That's so much less. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those things where I've always known it existed, but I've never had any inclination to watch even a single second of it. Now we have. Now I've seen it, and now I have to live with that, just like Jonah Hex. I think you'll forget it very soon. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, at least I'll always have this video. And next week's video. And I bet you're thinking, Mason, what is next week's video? Green Lantern. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> okay. I was there a one in the middle. Well, this is for the bonus thing. Oh, yeah. I'll just say here's a hint. So I can put that in later. Here's a hint. We could also do um, the losers. Oh yeah, some people have said the losers. Haven't yeah, they? so I don't know. Like, cause maybe like, do we do the losers and save Greenland for whenever they do a? Green That's Land another Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's two right. Jeffrey Dean Morgans in a row. Here's the thing. The thing about the losers is I quite enjoyed it when I yeah. saw it at the movies, and right. I think I saw it again on something, and I'm like, I still enjoy this. I wonder if my illusions would be shattered if I watched it again. Illusions. Love it. Thanks. Anyways, yeah, if you do want to see that early, though, which, why wouldn't you? You love you love early videos, don't you? Yeah, you love early videos, <laughs> don't you? You out there. You can head over to our Patreon. I'm looking at you. Me. Yep. I do love early videos. Yeah. Uh, at bigsandwich.co, where if you do want to sign up, uh, it's nine bucks a month. There's early videos. There's a bunch of exclusive stuff that goes up there, including movie commentaries, including bonus podcasts, including our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. If they ever decide to do anything with Jonah Hex ever again in a movie, well, you, you best believe that we talk about it there. <laughs> we'll be back, yeah. Because now I've got a frame of reference for it. He's in the uh, Justice League cartoon. He is. And he's also he's going to live action something, isn't he? Is he? He did a live action something. Oh. For the CW something. The movie? Maybe. I don't Jonah know. Hex? No, Mason. Oh, he's probably in Legends of Tomorrow. But he's in Legends of Tomorrow. He might be. Mm-hmm. He might be. Nice. He might be. Anyways, if you do have any suggestions for the DC uh, to, but what graveyard, mm-hmm. what is it? Tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Or just anything that you'd like us to look at. Uh, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Thank you to both Ben and Lawrence for the edit, and we'll see you on the next video. Go grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Jonah Hex. I thought this would be shorter, because, like, there's not much to it. Right? But, you know, this is the longest video we've ever done. <laughs> and the last video we'll ever do. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Sucked all the energy out of me, I reckon. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.